This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game, and I am beardless, both literally and figuratively, today. Kyle's not here because we're doing protege survival, and actually, in this guy's case, an immunity episode to talk about what's happening on this insane season of the protege, which seems like it will never end. <laughs> what's going on, Sean? This is Sean Michael Kirby. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. David R. Carruthers. What's up with people named, yeah, what's up with people named Sean and Michael? Like, Sean Michael Walker is another personality in the insurance industry, and you're all Sean Michael, and you go with Sean Michael on your social profile. Um, So, I think we all have a dad named Michael, and so, because they all have big egos, they put it in our name, too. Um, And then... I don't know how to change my social profile. I've tried it before and it asked for a password, so I just stopped. It's good. It works. Mm-hmm. It plays. I just I didn't know if maybe he copied off of you because of your luscious stash. I mean, I've seen that guy try and grow facial hair. It's nowhere near. I mean, I, I it's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, my dad's always called me Goose with my little mustache that I've had, and then you know the movie came back out, and now I just want to be called Rooster. Haven't seen the movie yet. I'm probably like the, one of the only people on the face of the earth. We rewatched the original. Um, we've got two little kids, so we're not going to a movie theater anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, you, you haven't seen Maverick either? No, I just, I'm on the internet. So like, I just see other people post things and it looks like it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm seeing rave reviews. However, I invested in home theater equipment and a nice TV and all of the other accoutrements that um, come attached to that. So I prefer not to leave as much as possible. Yeah, that's the dream. You got you got four kids. You know what it's like to try to get out of the house for a night. I do. I also like to try and figure out ways to lock them outside so that I can have peace and quiet. So listen, man, you're in protege season two. You got immunity because of your work product. What made you decide you wanted to do it? Um. So I was actually at San Antonio... Uh, Brainshare. And I followed along before that as well. I watched the show, big fan of your podcast and, you know, your way of life, I guess. And then we were sitting there 
and you go, we're taking new applications for season two. I walked up to um, Mitch Gibson. I said, I'm in if you're in. And Mitch said yes. And then he almost bitched out. And then, you know, here we are. Ready to rock and roll. Do it again. Yeah, I mean, Mitch can take a lot of credit for why the season's drug out as long as it has. <laughs> I get We're in a group chat with him, Lugo, and Ryan Smith, and it's just me talking shit to Mitch the whole time because he's – He's a busy guy. He doesn't even text me back. He asked me yeah. for a market the other day and just won't text me back about it. Yeah. No. I mean, young Mitch needs to be ha- uh, glad that I'm a somewhat gracious person and somewhat patient. You know what I mean? I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, you got four kids, so you learned that. Mitch is just your fifth. Yeah, he is, actually. And um, unfortunately, things got pushed into my ridiculous travel schedule for the summer, and here we are just now doing your immunity episode in July. So... Halfway through the sales competition. Yeah, 100%. Almost, anyhow, right? So yeah. um, what do you think the biggest thing is that surprised you when you started? Um, I would say that the relationships that I've gained from the other contestants. Um, I, I mean, like you and I both know everything's a relationship business. Um, I tend to play the heel a little bit on the show and on the after shows and stuff like that just because I like to gauge interest and, you know, live it up on the reality TV show dreams that I've always had Jersey Shore style. So I've made some really good friends. I was texting Lugo the other day just to text about stuff. And he sent me a video of him and his future wife playing violin together in a string quartet. So, you know, it's the friendships, um, all the other tell me they were wearing matching tuxedo t-shirts. Um, not t-shirts. He is from Tennessee. He is, Yes, and it it was cute. <laughs> when he said, I, I asked, I was like, what's she do for a living? He goes, oh, she's a music teacher. I said, that makes about every bit of sense than I thought it would. So he's the you best. Know, I think it's interesting you bring that up, man, because I, I agree with that. I think that um, that's the coolest part about it. And if anybody out there listens to this and you're thinking about, number one, let me decide if I'm going to even do a third season after all of this, right? But um, – if we decide we're going to do that and you want to uh, apply and you're fortunate enough to get into the top group that's actually featured, it's going to ch- it's going to change your business no matter what happens. You could be the absolute worst contestant on the face of the earth, but the connections that you're going to make between the other contestants and the coaches are going to give you relationships that are going to last the rest of your career if you allow that to happen. And I mean, I think that's been... For me, sitting back, you know, 10,000 foot overview of everything, that's been the coolest thing for me to watch. It's watch people who never would have even known who the other person was, that they existed or whatever else. And now they collaborate on stuff. They can refer business back and forth. I mean, that's one of the things we see actually inside Killing Commercial a lot is, you know, there's geographic exclusivity in the community. So we're not working with multiple agencies in the same place. The amount of referral business is in the millions in premium every single month that the agents are just referring back and forth to each other because they know what they're going to get when they send a lead to them. So I do. I think the relationships are are really, really cool. What would you say is your favorite part of everything that you've been through to this point? Because, I mean, the the competition part outside of now you just have to execute, right? So as far as the challenges go, what was your favorite part about that? Um, uh, Becoming, you know, uncomfortable and then comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, you could say the 
there are things that, you know, I've built business plans and done things like this, but it made me become a little bit more creative than I think I usually am, like marketing sense wise. I've got some really good coaches uh, between Sedlak and um, Derek. So they've helped me kind of find doubt where I fit in the marketplace and how to really build something for the customer. Um, You always hear people talking about, you know, insurance agents can only sell policies, but instead we're selling solutions. So it's it's been fun to create a really the blueprint. I mean, truly, you like right there. It is, man. It sits right by my desk. The blue blue collar blueprint. Can so, you, you can't see yours. Yours is over here somewhere. So, talk to me about it, man. Where did you where did you come up with that? Um, I think we were in. I was uh, when I first got started doing this. This was in December, and I had brought a brand new baby home and I tried to do 75 hard at the like middle of dead winter. So I'm working out outside listening to never split the difference by uh, Chris Voss. And I'm sitting there rowing. Directing Lugo and his wife or are you on a rowing machine? I mean, what is that? That was me. That was me on a rowing machine. I'm like reliving the moment. I wasn't sure. Like if Lugo was pulling you over to the other side or something. And so I was sitting there just rowing away 45 minutes outside. I'm staring at nothing, just listening to Chris Voss in my ears. And I'm texting back and forth with Derek in the first kind of like, um, whether it's the branding challenge or whatever it was. And um, he goes, he said, I like it. Blue collar. I said, yeah, it's the blue, blue collar blueprint. He goes, buy that domain tonight. And that was it. <laughs> and then I went immediately and, um, Send it out to somebody on um, Fiverr to build me something, and then that was it. I mean, truly, the mission was to build tangible and applicable business solutions to help service-based business owners honor the hardworking people who make up the blue-collar workforce. That's it. So here's my question. How's it worked out so far? Yeah, I'm getting appointments. Yeah? I'm getting appointments. I'm getting appointments. I'm in a good uh, group of networking groups. I'm pushing it out. Um, contractors aren't exactly looking for insurance online. Um, so the pavement part's tough with losing my account manager last week. So, or last month. So it's getting there. We're good. I got a really big appointment on Tuesday that just confirmed. So, so you're getting appointments, but that doesn't mean you're getting business. So Talk to me about what happens when you get in and you're, I guess we're starting to go into a coaching call at this point. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens when, you, when you're going in? I mean, how well is it received? What, where's, I mean, where's the disconnect if there is one? I think I'm too friendly. I think I'm not like separating the, the business aspect of it enough. I think that they, they're ready for another conversation or another lunch or whatever it is. Um, they're not true business meetings sit down let's look at the policies like they're not in that frame of mind they're more networking let's get to go let's take the next step but i'm also that's all right though i mean you shouldn't be closing the deal on the first meeting yeah so i'm asking good questions um i'm get the biggest thing is it's the middle of summer so trying to get information out of contractors or trying to get to the right person in their organization like the cfo i meet with next tuesday i've been trying to solve this very specific problem with their HR department since the show started. I've been working this same one since December and they fired their old HR generalist or she left and then they hired a new one 
And then I saw him at the golf outing I was working mulligans for. And he came up to me and said, hey, I owe you an email because he had a string of emails from me. So the persistency behind it, it'll all pay off. I'm in the right groups right now. One of, one of them's got to hit. That's I, all I need. I need I need them to hit. And this one's the one that I need. Yeah. So that'll happen, man. I mean, and that's the other thing is you just got to keep having those meetings. You can't quit your reps. You know, no. I think that's the that's the place where a lot of people end up screwing up. Right. Yeah. Well, challenge eight sits on my desk right now. And the reason challenge eight sits on my desk is because if I'm not staring at it, knowing what I have to do today, you and I both know that's how you get things done. So, yeah. What was, what do you think surprised? Well, no, you said surprised. Um, is there anything from any of your competitors that you liked and maybe have borrowed? Um, yeah, because, because sure I think is. if I'm in your situation, I'd be following. See, you guys don't even know who the finalists are unless you've all I do collaborated yeah. amongst yourselves. I I know who they are at this point, unless yeah. there's more. <laughs> but I know I at least know six. So I can tell you this because I know this isn't going to air before, but there's eight. That's the twist. I got to the point where I just couldn't de- decipher between the the last four. Like they were all pretty darn even. Yeah, that makes more sense. So I got uh, you know, and I figured you know what they're close enough. Let them duke it out and figure it out for themselves. Absolutely. You know the work product, and it's not that the work product from the people the work product that I of the people who didn't make it. It's not like they they're terrible agents or anything. It's not it at all. You know, for some of those people, they're brand spanking new in the industry. And, and the other the other twist that nobody else knows right now is for the people who got cut, I gave them. Uh, free coaching for the next six months so they can do one-on-one awesome. for, I, I don't remember what I said. Maybe I said 30, 30 minutes a week or an hour every other week or something like that. And I'm sure it'll last longer than, than that. Right. I mean, Tyrone Shelton was with me for like a year and a half. And as soon as protege is over, he and I'll resume again because I'm already invested a year and a half. I might as well keep going at this point. But, you know, I, I think for me, that that's just the biggest thing was the consistency. And I mean, even the people who were in the top, even they had a bad week. There, there was nobody this season, and there wasn't last season either, but there was nobody that I would say just nailed it every single week. The people that made it through are the ones that were the most consistent in their work product, period. And... You know, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I can't put people who aren't consistent with their work product through because I'm setting them up to fail when they go out to produce. And then it's going to look really bad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, at the end of the day, the work product's a work product. It's who can put deals together. Who well, can you're put in a unique together. situation too, man, because you and I talked about it, right? You what have you the ability to, I mean, look, you have guys like Derek Hayden that can round in an account. And then you have performance group, which can actually like all caps round an account. Like there are so yeah. many different tentacles that you can wrap around an opportunity once you get it in. That to me, like if you're getting appointments, I like I stopped listening to you honestly after you said that. Until you said it a couple times, then I realized okay, then he's telling me that he's not closing business from it yet. But 
look, man, if you're if you're getting the at bats, you know that the hits are coming. So yeah, it's just a matter of keeping continuing to do that. I was on a call with a guy earlier today that's in Killing Commercial, one of the member agencies, and we met last Friday, and I gave him very um, specific instructions that he needed to do in terms of his activity that I wanted to see from him before we had our call this morning, and he didn't hit him. We had an we had a uh, thirty minutes or an hour block. That call lasted seven minutes, and literally, it was basically like, "Look, man, <laughs> I don't really have anything to talk to you about. I told you what you needed to do this week. You didn't do it." So the good news is you still have until whatever time you're willing to work till today to get your numbers where they need to be in terms of number of calls and everything. So I'm not wasting your time on a call talking about the fact you didn't hit your numbers. You know, you didn't hit them. I did. I know you didn't hit them. You need to hit them, period, because there's only so many times you're not going to hit your numbers before you're going to be back, you know, looking for a job. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, that's the thing, man, with with producers, you got to get your at bats over and over and over again. And it's cliche to say, embrace the grind. But that's literally what you have to do in every aspect of what we do, whether it be telemarketing, marketing drops, weekly email newsletter, content create. I mean, it, dude, every one of those things sucks, right? Like every single one of them is something I don't want to have to do. I'd love to just be able to come to my office every day. And have a pile of opportunity sitting on my desk that all I have to do is quote, but I'm not an order taker. I'm a producer, which means I have to go out and eat what I kill. So we go out and hunt. I think it'll be interesting, though, because, you know, number one, I think you created a powerful brand, man. I think it's something really, really cool. I think that you can use a term like the blueprint blueprint in a broad sense because you're able to offer them way more than just here's your insurance products. You know, so I think that's well, plus it's catchy. The branding's good. I mean, I think that you're on point, man. I, I just, I don't know how that doesn't work and how you don't write business with it. So well done on that. Like, I don't know of anybody else who, um, I don't know of anybody else who's there at that level right now. So no Thank pressure. You. But what yeah, I would tell well, you is the guy you need to steal from, the guy you need to borrow from is Kevin out in California. Dude, that guy's asleep. The contract, yeah. Like yeah. he's got Facebook I, groups for contractors with ten thousand members. Really? Yeah. Am I in some of those right now, and I don't even know it? Maybe if you're in California contractor groups, but they're specific to his state. Maybe we should create a blue collar blueprint Facebook group real quick. Or Indiana contractors. Don't make it about in, your. Don't make it about I'm your in brand. Three groups. Yeah, create yeah. your own group specific to the industry. Go find who's in the other groups, figure out a way to invite them without making the other group owners angry that you're poaching their group mm-hmm. and build your own, start sharing stuff in there occasionally, but let them communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I was blown away when Kevin talked about it, I'm like, yeah, I wonder if that would really work for contractors. Then I saw how many people he added. And I'm like, holy crap, I'd make a, 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 a killing. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, fish in a barrel. Absolutely. Campert does that too with his trucking stuff. Who? You know, Campert? Yeah. Yeah. And it just rolls. Yep. Ben Brown's another one, but I think he's like kind of Joe's understudy to a certain degree. I think Ben's in like, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe he's in Redwood. Oh, really? In, in the aggregator group or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out, man. If you're getting the at bats, I know the branding's there, the marketing stuff's on point, the messaging's right. It's just a matter of, 
staying after it. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's easy to have conversations about bookkeeping, counting, payroll, some of those pain points. Trans- yeah, because those are obviously the, the big pain points. Especially with contractors. Because, you know, we do the shit they don't want to do. 100%. That's a great tagline. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, you want to talk some smack? Maybe talk about uh, your coaches or anything specific they've done to make you better before we wrap this thing up? Because we're not doing like full-blown hours for these no, immunity fine. episodes. Yeah, so um, uh, Sedlak, um, I just, we pretty much just bust balls. I hope that, and again, I, I Brian McCall is the wildest human being I've ever been in a LinkedIn group with. I, I, he, I don't even know how anybody could, like I couldn't imagine parenting brian mccall oh my god so, although it appears um, maybe he wasn't parented i mean i don't know he's no I've never way. seen he grew a guy up in the streets yeah i've never seen a guy that is that wide open and and, and also very passionate about being that wide open it's like he just is trying to hit a ringer after ringer after ringer joke and it is overwhelming. We did a couple like team coaching calls and he wanted to do them every week he talked for 45 minutes and it was never about insurance he was just hitting them and like doing sound effects. It was like like I was at a Gallagher show. <laughs> or Michael Winslow, the guy from Police Academy. Oh yeah, exactly. He's crazy. So just yeah, it's just it's just oh, you can't even see it. But it's just McCall just over and over and over sending like gifts in the group. He's he's something else. So Brian McCall, that's not even talking smack. That's just you are who you are. Um, Dude, Brian McCall good- is not something you can explain. It has to be experienced. Oh my goodness. I hope he, well, I know, but still I'm excited to hear his 20 minutes with you. Yes, I am too. I'm also interested to see how risksucks.com plays in the real world. Uh, because I think that, you know, not that I'm here to critique everybody else that was on the show, but Brian was actually pretty, pretty dang consistent. He, yeah. I mean, his work product, and there were a couple of times where, honestly, we screwed up on the back end where I felt like his stuff should have been featured, and I, for, I I didn't include him in the list or whatever because I could only have so many people this time with the number of contestants, and he should have been. But, um, I mean, his stuff's on point. I just never could get my head around how he was branding it. Like, I, I just – I don't know – And look, I could be completely wrong, man. Here's what I know about content marketing. You're going to attract your audience. The people who want to hear what you have to say that can relate to you are the ones that are going to come to your place. They're going to buy from you and everything else. So maybe there's a whole contingent of cowboys out there like McCall that I'm not aware of. But one thing I will say to put a feather in his cap, my man puts, he pays attention to the details. Crazy or otherwise. Like, I don't even know if you know this or not, but... The first one of the first challenges he did, I couldn't even I couldn't even put it on because he had yeah. the Victoria's Secret uh, lingerie show obviously playing in the background and some sort of eighties music. I don't remember what it was, but I told him like, dude, you can't have this on. I'm going to get copyrighted for the music. He's a crazy let alone person. let alone what may be a questionable decision of having scantily clad women in the background. But oh yeah, he's he is. Um... I'm very intrigued to see how it plays in the real world for him with suits that are so wrinkly. <laughs> I really hope. Did he tell he, you guys about that? I may have. You actually, put it on the show. My, yeah. I was going to say that may have been my comment. I think it was, it was my comments. I didn't yeah. remember if he actually aired, if he aired on that one or not. Yes, so as McCall, he actually, yeah. so here's, here's who McCall is. 
we're not changing this to the Brian McCall episode, but here's who McCall is. He goes to Costco and he gets a picture of this steam chamber that you can buy for your house and hang five suits in so that you can steam them to wrinkle free before you ever take them out. And he texts it to me so I could see that he was actually, I don't know if he actually bought it or what the if deal he was. Just walked by it, yeah. I don't know. My, my work here is complete as long as he recognized that his suit was. And he told me in the thing, he's like, dude, that's a brand new jacket off the rack. You know, that's why it was wrinkled up. If you look closely, you could probably see the tags on it. <laughs> he took it back when he was done after the video. Not a surprise at all. I love Brian McCall. But yeah, no, and he's he is who he is, man. He just really is exactly who he is. I feel like if McCall is going to be successful, it's he's going to have a heavy, heavy YouTube presence. He has to have something, well, something oh, where he yeah. can be heard. Needs a podcast. Give him a platform. Let him go. Yeah, let's see what happens. He's going to record with me next week, man. So time, you got to cap it. Time cap it. Yeah, thirty I minutes and I'm do. out. I probably do. Well, listen, anything we forgot to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, Mitch Gibson's a bitch. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you didn't know it before, you do now. <laughs> no, that's He's it. also recording you. Also recording with me next week. So Uh-oh. it'll be Mitch interesting. Mitch will turn it into the Mitch Gibson show if I know him right. Yep, absolutely. There you go. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to let you run. I look forward to seeing results. So hit Appreciate me up. You. Hit me up with deck pages and sales. Everybody, it's Sean Michael Kirby from Pendleton. Is it Pendleton, Indiana? Man, that's a memory like a freaking steel trap. Pendleton, Indiana, another small town guy trying to make waves just like Derek Hayden did last year. Can he do it? I don't know. It's up to you. He's got to produce first so that you can vote for him. Sean Michael Kirby. See you later. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 